the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Long, stressful election season's behind us. Now we kind of celebrate, it's a tough word to use, celebrate Veterans Day? Honor Veterans Day. It's probably the right way of saying that. My father was in the military, and he was a very good man. Military was tough, because I think it breeds alcoholics on a lot of levels. And if you are got a tendency towards it, I think you can fall into it pretty easily. Um, but my father was a veteran, so uh, on this day, you know, I, I think about it. Um, like I said, he was uh, raised to be a pretty good man, and I think the military did a nice job of it. Veterans Day is celebrated annually on November 11th to honor those who have served the armed forces, as well as those who have fallen defending the country. And in the recent election cycle, it's been pretty contentious. And one thing you have to say is uh, it's, it's a great country. And the fact that we have a democracy to fight over and a democracy to make fun of, I think it's uh, pretty wonderful. World War One officially ended on June 28, 1919. And that's when the Treaty of Versailles, which if you've ever gotten to France and gotten to see Versailles, it's stunning. It's one of those buildings that you feel you shouldn't be in because it's almost too decadent and too clean. So that's when the fighting between the Allied forces and Germany uh, had already ceased months prior. So they uh, came together and did an armistice on the 11th of the month of 1918, and that went into effect. So it was originally called Armistice Day. So there's 18.8 million veterans living in the United States as of 2015. You need to turn that off. Um, 1.6 million veterans are women, so a large proportion. Uh, proportion of the veteran population, 9.3 million, are age 65 and older. So if you know any veterans today, if you have any family members who had veterans, uh, it's a good day to give them a call and say, you know, thanks. Uh, because probably the last thing in the world, you know, just watching Saving Private Ryan made me want to cry. Like, I didn't want to leave my house for a day or two. It was so upsetting. And maybe that's just a movie. My father did a funny thing is he never watched military movies ever. Uh, he wanted nothing to do with it. 
So today's Veterans Day. Maybe our little uh, song going to break could be the Ballad of the Green Berets. And then we'll uh, put that behind us. Uh, bond markets closed, so things aren't as efficiently run in the world of markets as typical. Stock market is open, and everyone should simply be thankful for the men and women who served our country is the bottom line, right? So protecting our right to vote, speak, to live freely. So uh, stocks have rallied sharply on the, I don't know what we're going to call it, the growth trade, uh, the, the pro-growth Trump trade, the fact that, you know, Democrats have been very slow to embrace tax reform and getting, well, I don't know if Democrats have been slow to, reform, to embrace it, just it hasn't gotten done. So some tax reforms probably coming under the new president. And that should probably be pro-growth. You know, one of the things Bill Clinton did was he created a Social Security tax that he put into paychecks. And um, he's credited with like, oh, look at all this surplus. It was a tax that, that created the surplus. It wasn't a balanced budget. It wasn't anything like that. It was the dot-com days creating a big tax base added in with suddenly we were taxing high paychecks, 7.5%. Um so that's out there as far as some of the perspective today. Stocks have rallied on that you know, pro-growth trade. Longer-dated treasuries, on the other hand, have sold off sharply on the understanding that pro-growth policies should also be pro-inflation. Moreover, they're apt to be financed through increased debt issuance. So one of the things I was talking about yesterday on television with uh, Mark Dannon is, you know, it looks like we're going to have some pro-growth initiatives. And he goes, yeah, so the deficit's going to go up. I'm like, yeah, the deficit's going to go up. Um, like it has under most presidents and like it has continued to be since our childhood. And it's it's sad. You know, we're a nation that's indebted or a great nation or we're a great indebted nation. Right? So the Nasdaq's up today, whereas the Dow and the S&P are down. The Nasdaq's been down the last couple of days on the thought that Trump hasn't been really kind to, he hasn't really embraced Silicon Valley in any way, shape, or form. Uh, he might have embraced Silicon Valley, but that's a whole different context, right? Or he might have groped it or grabbed it. Um, see, I missed my own joke. I missed my own joke. Um, where are we at this point? So, yeah, so he's um talked about Amazon. And how he thinks they're a monopoly and he wants to kind of shut that down. Don't shut down Amazon. But Jeff Bezos owns the Washington Post and he doesn't like that. So this is going to be an interesting president. He's talking about deregulating energy, deregulating the banks. So those two sectors took off the last two days. Um, deregulating the environment. So Secretary of the Interior, Sarah Palin. I think it's a very strong possibility. Um, we'll see, because she doesn't really believe in climate change, and in theory, he doesn't either. So I don't know what to make of this. I'm just rambling at this point in time. So the industrial and healthcare sectors were up basically 7.7 and 7.4% in the last two days. So there's going to be some profit-taking. Financial sector is up 10.9% this week alone. Can you imagine a whole sector up 10.9%? Winner, winner, chicken dinners just abound there. The whole sector's up. There's four things that can move your individual puny little stock. 
It's the stock market. Is it up or down? The sector. Is it up or down? The individual name, what, how they're doing. And then there's the visibility. And when like terrorism hits, that hurts visibility. It kind of makes things murky. And then you could say, okay, well, the sector's been strong. But you could kind of like start putting grades on those four things. But the financial sector up 10% this week. So there's going to be some profit taking. There's no doubt about it. The emerging market ETF has dropped 6%, which is the opposite side of the pro-growth Trump angle. Um, one of the areas that a lot of people are fearful of Trump is that he doesn't really like China, or he'll go on record saying China's taking our jobs. Uh, and he'll make that little pucker with his mouth. It's radio, so it doesn't really make sense to you, but it does to me. Um, I'm really rich. <laughs> I got that sound effect for the next four years. I'm really rich. Which is nice. Um, so, okay, so he doesn't like China. And one of the things China does is I can come up with, and I saw this couple yesterday. Tell me if this is not the one of the craziest. It's a couple that has um, gloves that you use when you're working out with weights. And they're, they got some biometrics in them. They got some sensors in them. And it relays that information straight to your phone to tell you if you're lifting correctly or not. But to have that glove, that prototype, a wearable technology, it has to be manufactured in China and sent back over here. And then they're like, okay, this is not quite right. Let's make the pinky a little bit bigger. Okay, and then it goes back and then it comes back. Then it goes over and then it comes back. And that's an area where tech could get hit pretty aggressively. So i got a big event coming up Thursday, the 17th, less than a week away. Two events, one for lunch in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. You can sign up for that from 11 to 1 and one from 6.30 to 8.30. One is a wealth preservation in the evening and the morning it's income in retirement. You can sign up for both events in Palo Alto and Elks Ridge at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. you got less than six days to sign up. America's best 100 men We'll test today, but only three win the Green Beret. AM 1220 KDOW. It's the Friday Ice Report. Friday Ice Report. Old time hockey. Like it is sure. Yeah. yeah. Your San Jose Barracuda hockey update. Welcome in. Rob Black in your money. Talking all things financial. Except for on Fridays, 721. Talk a little SJ Barracuda. Bringing the voice of SJ Barracuda. Himself, San Jose Barracuda. AHL affiliated San Jose Sharks. Nick Nolenberger. Nick, how are you? Good, Rob. How you doing, man? Uh, long time uh, no talk. It's been a couple weeks. Uh, season yeah. has started. You guys are in full swing at this point in time. You might even be in Texas, if I if I remember correctly. Is that right? Yes, we are. We're down in Austin. We got in yesterday late, um, flying all day, and then uh, we had the kind of night to kind of relax. And now games today. I was trying to find a good spot that I'm not too distracted because we're in the hotel, so I apologize if there's some background noise. But, yeah, we're ready to go. A couple games this weekend in Texas, a long uh, five-game road trip, 11 days we're on the road. But it starts here um, against the Texas Stars for a pair of games, one tonight and then one tomorrow. So I see that you recently lost to the San Antonio Rampage 5-6, to six, but you came back to win the next game in San Antonio. 
And now you got a couple with Texas, then back to San Antonio before you get to come home, which will, well, you know, don't quite get to come home yet, but you're <laughs> going to move on to San Diego. So November looks like you're on the road a lot. Yeah, on the road quite a bit. It's finally, we had a weird start to our season, a really slow start. We had one game for the first two weekends, so it took us, took us a while to get going. We actually played San Antonio, um, and they had played six more games at us, so it's kind of a weird dynamic, but, yeah, we had a really good game on that uh, that Saturday uh, afternoon. Put 46 shots on that, which was a franchise record. Unfortunately, they had six goals. We had five, so they they held on for a 6-5 victory, but a good response on on Sunday and pick up a three to one victory before wrapping up that that four game homestand. So now it's onto the road for five straight. It's going to be a fun trip. I think it's a really good opportunity for a lot of the guys to bond, kind of get those relationships built off the ice because they haven't had a you know a real long road trip just yet. We went to Stockton right off the bat at the start of the season. We had a one-gamer the next weekend in Ontario. So there hasn't been that real long road trip where the guys are able to kind of hang out and bond and not really worry about everything else that goes on in life. And now they've got that opportunity and got a lot of points on the line, too, as they play Texas for the first time. And you mentioned it. We get a San Antonio on an early game. It's actually a 10.30 start here, so it's going to be 8.30 out in California and then a couple games in San Diego, which is always fun. A lot of games come out up in January and February. Now would be a good time to jump over to sjbarracuda.com and pick up some stocking stuffers. Tickets are incredibly affordable, and they're wonderful for young kids. Um, I was watching the game last night, and this the Sharks game. And I saw a young player from AHL, San Jose Barracuda, LeBlanc. And instantly I'm thinking, Matt LeBlanc. No, no, no. I don't know the name. I don't know the name. But what do we need to know about this guy LeBlanc who got called up? Well, you look at it's funny because you look at the last name, and I thought LeBlanc. The first time I got into into town, I got with the Barracuda. I thought LeBlanc too. It's actually pronounced LeBank, and he's um, cool. got called up his first professional game. Or pardon me, his first NHL game um, two days before that on election night against the Washington Capitals um, was on the ice for a goal. Um, but he, uh, you know, he was drafted by by the uh, San Jose Sharks a couple years back. Um, drafted in the later rounds, not necessarily a, um, a high-round draft pick, but he led his junior um, league in points um, in the Ontario Hockey League, which is an impressive feat, to say the least, um, arguably w- one of the best junior leagues in the world. So you do that, that's going to open up a lot of eyes, and, and he continued uh, that offensive uh, touch when he came to the Barracuda. He did not get on the scoreboard uh, in his first game, but he had points in, in the remaining five straight. He has uh, he, when he left the team, he was tied for the most points on the team, tied for the most goals. He had four goals um, and six assists, so ten points. So um, offensively, he's dynamic, and I think San Jose, the Sharks, that is, they knew they were going to call up a, a guy for the long road trip, um, and there was nobody more deserving than Kevin LeBanc. He's been uh, tremendous, and so far I think he's fit in pretty good with the Sharks too, so it's really fun. I know everybody's pretty excited to see him up there, and you can definitely tell just by watching him uh, that he's pretty excited to be in the NHL as well. Speaking with the voice of the uh, Barracuda, uh, Nick Nolenberger. Nick, um, I, I'm excited about the young prospect, Nikolai Dolbin. I don't know if I'm overly excited, but he's a super skills player. He's the kind of guy that could shoot it in between his legs, over his shoulder, knock it in with his, his, his pinky. Whereas LeBanc seems to be more of a Pavelski type, where he just gets the scrappy goal. He's the guy in front of the net. Um, talk a little bit about the different skill sets that these two have, and they are teammates and they are line mates at times, I believe. Yep, absolutely. They they've been part of this dynamic duo, them and uh, Rourke Chartier, another uh, line mate who uh, has been on this on that line with LeBanc, Goldobin, and then Chartier, and they've just been uh, unbelievable the last five games, but. 
Goldobin, yeah, he's known a little bit more for the razzle-dazzle flair. He's a tremendous passer. He uh, was tied with LeBanc when LeBanc got called up. Four points. He has eight assists, two goals. Um, a first-round pick back in 2014, uh, you know, highly touted prospect for the San Jose Sharks. And, you know, he's continuing to learn, I think, the, the 200-foot game. That's always an adjustment for guys, especially when they come from junior. You know, they're the guy. They don't necessarily need to worry about their defensive zone. So it's been a little bit of an adjustment. But I think this year has been a great indication that he's starting to round his game out, Nikolai, that is. And for Kevin LeBanc, I mean, he, yeah, they're different skill sets. LeBanc um, has a tremendous shot, a really heavy shot. Um, head coach Roy Somers said he might have the heaviest shot he's ever seen. And Roy, of course, has been with uh, the Sharks' top affiliate for 19 seasons. This is, this is his 19th year. He's 21st within the San Jose Sharks organization. So if he says it's the heaviest shot he's ever seen, I think that opens some, some eyes and everybody kind of stops for a second and says, wow, that, that guy must ha- have an absolute missile. And it's been impressive thus far. He doesn't take him much to kind of load it up. And Goldobin and him have kind of been a perfect match because Goldobin's a tremendous passer. If he can get it over to LeBanc, LeBanc has the ability to kind of bury it on one shot. It's pretty exciting. And uh, like I said, there's a lot of games coming up in January, February, if people want to pick up some stocking stuffers. But there's a nice home stretch, too, in the mid part of December going into uh, the holiday period. Um, do the players bond on these experiences? Like you said, you got in the hotel last night and it was relaxing. TV me, movie me, the, I'm kind of thinking these guys are having a couple beers. They're talking about their <laughs> glory days of being in 12th grade last year. Um, what's the experience like for a, a broadcaster to sit back and watch these guys bond? Well, it's good for me, too, because it's, 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 uh, it's my first year with the team. So there's a lot of bonding on my end, too. But for the player's standpoint, absolutely. This is a, like I said, we're on the road for 11 days. We only play the five games. Obviously, you have to focus and try to perform on the ice. But this is a great chance for these guys to kind of get to know one another, kind of understand their tendencies for those guys that don't bunk together. They don't have to stay with one another or they aren't roommates. Uh, back in San Jose, you know, they don't necessarily always know exactly, the, you know, the things that some of their teammates are interested off the ice. So, again, you're forced to, to hang out with one another, and I think these guys obviously enjoy hanging out with one another. I've heard Roy say quite a bit of, um, already that, you know, these guys get along. There's a good group. Everybody seems to, you know, have fun hanging out with each other, joking and laughing and uh, this is just another opportunity for that. And there's going to be some downtime. We're, we're going to have these couple games here in Austin, um, and then we'll make our way out to San Antonio. So there will be a couple days for the guys to kind of hang out. I think uh, some might go check out the, you know, the Alamo and check out the Riverwalk um, in San Antonio. And then, of course, um, it's always fun to go to San Diego as well. I think some of the guys uh, who don't get a chance are, are going to definitely make their way over to the beach and, and try to relax a little bit and you know, also, also focus on trying to get a couple wins. Nick, you're doing a great job. I'm really impressed. Your your knowledge is vast and deep. <laughs> Thank so, you. Have a good trip, and we'll talk to you soon. It's Nick Appreciate Nolenberger. It, we'll post this on Facebook later today. You can hear him on KDOW AM 1220 as the voice of the SJ Barracuda. It is top-notch entertainment. If you've never been to a professional hockey game, it is way cool. Pick up tickets now. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, even a little bit of hockey.
Black Now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton, who I did not get notes from today, even though he sent them. The internet must be broken now that we've got President-elect Trump. How are you, Mr. Burton? Trump broke the internet? That's going to be my story. I'm sticking to it. Oh, boy. Well, we've got a big event coming up. Yeah, we do. I'm kind of excited by it. It's Thursday at... In Palo Alto, at the Elks Lodge, from 11 to 1, kind of mingle around 11 to 11.30, lunch, 11.30 to 12. And then uh, you can talk a little bit about income in retirement. We're all getting closer to retirement. We all are going to have big questions about retirement and Social Security and what the next president does uh, could you know change Social Security. It could make it a longer wait. There's a lot of things that can happen. So people really should start being aware of where they are as far as retirement goes. That's the lunch event, and then the evening event as well. And you can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. What are you going to say? Well, I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, part of the – you got to remember the, the budget act that was passed back in September, which affected Social Security. Um, it, it, it was really it's – it's kind of a Social Security loophole, Rob. It, it, it really was, and we were taking advantage of it where people were – able to do a thing called file and suspend and play off each other's benefits, and that got taken away, and, and, and really rightly so. It's a system that is broken. Now, can it ever work? Yeah, in a way, because we have the millennial population that I keep reminding people is bigger than the baby boom population. Um, so when systems like that in Japan and other places are completely broken and upside down and can never be fixed, we have the ability to do it as long as we grow the economy and provide good jobs across all classes in the next few years. So, um, you know, Social Security will, you know, I, I tell people 50 year under, don't assume it's going to be there for your financial plan. Make sure you can retire without it. Um, because if it does stay intact, it will be replaced or kind of offset by higher taxes and or inflation. Um, when you're 50 year older, it's okay. It'll be there, but we put no inflation increase in the Social Security payments. And, and this is a perfect example of it. This year, a 0.3% increase in inflation where Medicare Part B is going to go up at, you know, at least probably you know, three or four times that amount for retirees. So um, there are some positives, I guess we could say, for retirement coming up. What are some of the positives we're going to be talking about? Well, if we do see a bit of inflation and, and higher interest rates, um, there's a lot of people in retirement are uh, – when you're retired, you don't have the normal inflation that, say, a family with three young kids have, right? Um, Your health care is your major inflation. Uh, You you start to travel less and things like that. You're not buying as many electronics and clothing. And and so um, if we get higher rates, it means eventually we'll return to normal where a retiree, when they have 40% or so in, you know, defensive assets like bonds and CDs and cash, those assets combined used to be, you know, kicking off 4% income. And right now it's more like a combination of cash and bonds is less than 2% income. So we do need a bit of inflation in the economy that, that helps. And if we do a lot of infrastructure spending and, and some of the things that happen um, without too much debt, hopefully we'll get some inflation that's not, you know, runaway inflation. 
So at the event that you're going to be talking about, which one do you look more forward to? Is it the income and retirement or is it more so the wealth preservation retirement planning? Because they're, they're slightly different, but they have very similar kind of tones. Well, definitely looking forward to the, the lunch one because we haven't done a lunch one. And I, I was kind of cracking up because you know how I always say when I'm talking about garbage annuities out there that have um, you know these kind of fake guarantees for people and insurance salesmen are really good at selling them. I always say there's no free lunch on Wall Street. If they're offering you a guarantee, there's going to be really high fees. And I was just listening, you know, we charge five bucks to get in, but then it says free lunch. So it's not technically free lunch, Rob. Well, the event's five dollars. <laughs> so there's no free lunch on Wall Street, no matter what people say. But um, we will. I'm looking forward to the lunch one because it'll be a good, quick event. It'll be people that, you know, if you have time to pull away from work for two hours, you're thinking about retirement, wondering if you're even close to being able to. Um, this is going to be 10 key things that you need to know about and make sure you have a very detailed plan for. Um, and so we'll, it'll be pretty much rapid fire and a lot of good information in a short period of time. It should be interesting, and I'm always interested in seeing who comes out. And even though it's kind of rapid fire, we'll stick around for people who have specific questions, and there's always a Q&A kind of period anyway. So yeah. I think they're both pretty good events. Now, um, <clears throat> what else should we be talking about here? Should we be talking about diversification, estate planning, you think the estate laws are going to change under President Trump? Um, yeah, I do. There's already a talk of uh, repeal of the estate tax, but um, anything over, I think it was like $10 million, um, you won't get a step up in basis anymore. It, it, the, the, the laws in this country are so archaic and stupid. I mean, every part of our tax code starts to bug me, and yes, it does create a job for me. So on, on one level, that's good, but on another, it's just silly because... Um, the fact that you put a success tax in on a family, especially if it's a business owner where, oh, you, you created too much wealth, we're going to take some of it from you, is absolutely ridiculous. It was something that was you know, hundreds of years ago created and just never really went away. But at the same time, if you repeal that, why would your heirs get a step up in basis on a stock that you, re- that you bought years ago or your real estate that you bought years ago? If you have to pay capital gains taxes on it, why don't, why don't your heirs? So that's more of a fair tax system. So I would imagine within the next two years, once again, we're going to have to revisit and revise your state planning documents, the types of trust that you have, just like we did in 2012 um, when there was a massive change in law. So we're definitely expecting another big change because anything, it's like I always said, it's only permanent until they change it again, and they will change it again. Um, And if we have, you know, any time left, Rob, we should really hit some, um, you know, some financial advice for our servicemen and women out there listening. Are you talking about right now? Hello. In this segment, you want to do that? Are you on your AOL account again? There we go. I lost you for a minute. Are you on your AOL account? <laughs> yes, I am. It's like the <laughs> ultimate, it's the ultimate insult. And all the old people are like, what do you mean? I've got AOL. AOL. I know. It's it's funny. I remember how many AOL addresses there were. And I think we look at our entire client base and there's like two AOL Email You've got mail. <laughs> so we've got two events <laughs> that coming up. Great sound, though. I love. I miss that. Yeah. Um, so we've got two events coming up on Thursday, less than a week away. One from eleven yep. to one, ten pillars of retirement income, and then from retirement and wealth planning from six thirty to eight thirty. Same location, Palo Alto. So you can stay there all day long if you want. Take a nap. Um, <laughs> but you have to sign up now at Rob Black Show or NewFocusFinancial.com. dot um, Let's talk a little advice for veterans. We've got about three minutes. Yeah, yeah. So this is a big one. And and both you and I, our families have a lot of military background and history. Um, 
So first of all, watch out for annuity and insurance salesmen. Unfortunately, military nurses and teachers are preyed upon by people that act like insurance products are great investments, and they're not for people unless you're very, very wealthy. So if somebody, you ask for advice and they sell you, and they, they bring up a whole life, a variable life, index life, or whatever, tell them to take a hike. Um, emergency funds are very important in the military because you never know when you're going to be deployed. And then you can't be there to help support when there's some sort of situation that comes up in the house for the family that you've, that's waiting for you to come back. So having six to 12 months worth of expenses and cash is extremely important before you go out and do things like buy a house right away. A lot of military people, when they get transferred around, feel like they have to buy a home, especially during real estate, you know, tops of real estate cycles. Um, and then they end up not being able to manage that house from afar. So make sure you have your emergency funds, at least a year's worth of income saved up in regular investments. Um, and uh, get good property managers if you're going to do that. I would definitely encourage people to check out USAA. I love using USAA for my auto home. Um, my wife's life insurance is through there. Uh, so I think it's a great company. And as you and I both know, when we did that deal for the Coast Guard years ago, um, stop spending your re-up bonuses on cars and, and electronics and, and things like that. That was a big one um, why the CEO wanted us to come out and, and talk to that group that one time is because he, he saw people getting the, the sign bonuses and they were just blowing the money. Um, and take advantage of that thrift savings plan, the TSP, which is like the military and uh, 401k, a lot of great low, low cost index choices and shove as much money away as you can in those. Yeah, about those re-up bonuses, it's one of those things that I continue to use phrases that I shouldn't because it's it's almost scary, but it's almost criminal sometimes that we see people do to our teachers, people do to our military. Insurance people walk in and say, you just got a bonus, $10,000 bonus for signing up with the military. Or they'll walk into a teacher's group and they'll say, hey, you want some pizza for lunch? And you know these are young women who don't, they've got a degree in education, they don't have a degree in finance. And a lot of bad product are sold to people we really count on to help our nation. Yeah, there's been products that are sold life insurance-wise that don't pay off in an act of war. How awful is that? Family thinks they're covered, and they're, they're not because it was an act of war. Sounds good. Well, that doesn't sound good, but Chad, have a nice weekend, and uh, we'll talk again on Thursday when you're in town to do the event on Veterans Day. Well, today's Veterans Day, but to do the event one week from Veterans Day, Thursday. It's coming up pretty quickly. On the 18th, one from 11 to 1, you can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. And Thursday, the 18th, from 6.30 to 8.30, Wealth Preservation Time, planning a lot of content, a lot of stock ideas. Certainly going to be talking about the transition with the new president coming up um, and much, much more. You can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. 
anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Talk about Alibaba Day. Hassan Chop. Remember when, was it Daffy Duck? In A Bug's Bunny? He got, it was an Alibaba and the 40 Thieves or something like that kind of parody. And Daffy Duck, uh, he wanted money. He wanted money bad. And he gets into the cave and the genie's really upset at him. So he shrinks him down. And at one point in time, Daffy Duck grabs a pearl and he's the size of the pearl. He's like, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich. Um, but today's a big day for Alibaba. And now you're saying, where are you going with this? This is like the most circular thing you've ever done. And it's Singles Day, which if you look at the calendar, there's a lot of ones. All by myself, and one is the loneliest number that you ever knew. Um, so there's 1111. And it's a made-up holiday, a lot like Amazon Prime Day is a made-up holiday six months before Christmas. But the sales passed 2015 total, and it's just one of those days where if you live in China, they encourage you. Well, I'm not going to say they, because that makes it sound like there's kind of a big evil uh, behind it, but Alibaba Singles Day surged well past last year's 13.3 billion in total sales with nine hours left. Uh, but growth did slow. Um, and they were, people were looking for price cuts. So there's a little bit of stuff that we could learn there. Like with our new president elect, you see there's some protests in the streets, right? It's tough to go shopping when you're protesting. It's tough to go shopping when you're, you're fearful that like, uh oh, I don't want my kids to see that. Um, after beefed up marketing push over the last month, you know, will we or won't we um, shop this holiday season tied towards, you know, a new president and people's fearing change? That's legitimately a big issue that has a lot of people scared at this point in time. Taking a look at the markets um, today, and I have been paying attention, Disney. Um, I own shares of Disney. They're not doing terribly well. And they're not doing terribly well because of one division. Not because of Frozen or Star Wars. Uh, they're not doing very well. Not because of their theme parks, where I do believe it cost $1 million to get a family of four in for three days. So they're doing poorly because of dun, 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 ESPN. Oh, no, no. I was looking for the Monday Night Football one. Not the big drama one. So, Disney reported 2016 fourth quarter earnings, and the report was not good. So, ESPN's the story right now, and it's grim. They lost; they had their worst month ever, losing 621,000 subscribers. ESPN disputes that number, but has declined to provide data that refutes it. So, Nielsen is sticking by its figure. I am at the point now that I'm a little bit. See, I am, and I'm not. I definitely won't go to as many live sporting events as I get older. It's just too expensive. And it's not so much that it's too expensive. I just rather put my money elsewhere. It's to me, you know, uh, and banking on a bunch of players to, to fill the emptiness in my soul is not something I really care for. As a kid, I did because I didn't really have things that I cared about. I didn't have family. I didn't have spouses. I didn't have, you know, um, like a car. Some guys like cars as they get older. ESPN having its worst month as people are starting to say, you know, we don't need that. 
millennials want experiences. They don't want cable television. Um, why would you do that to me? So there's a silver lining for ESPN right now is that down the road they're going to come up with an app. They also have a video streaming company that was spun out from Major League Baseball when Disney bought a third of the company for about a billion dollars called BAM Tech. It's a secret within a secret hidden in a buzzing office. Uh, they've got a lot of technology that's getting ready to come through. And Disney has always said we could do it when we want to. Uh, but Disney's been very loyal to the cable companies so far because at one point in time, and this is something that always freaked me out, they're getting like $6 plus per subscriber. So your mom wants cable TV so she can watch QVC. I really like that Stone Phillips. He's a good salesperson. Why does she pay 6 bucks a month for ESPN? She'll never watch any of the sporting events. Me, I like cable television because of the Jugs Network. Um, it's, a, it's a network dedicated completely to pottery and 16th century, Byzantine pottery. It's like, I really like that. But why am I paying six bucks a month? You know, it's, pots can be sexy. Pots, Jugs, and archaeology. Ooh, look at this one. It came from the Greek era. The Diplodopus. And his mighty rule. There's a good chance Diplodopus didn't rule any Greek dynasty. But there's a good chance that 98% of the audience doesn't know that. Internal editor on. So anyway, Sony, Sling, Hulu, AT&T, Direct. There's so much TV that we can consume right now. And that's a little bit of a problem. So ESPN will work through it. And they'll still make their billions of dollars. But right now, you do not put any premium on ESPN. And if you have taken a look, they're letting go a lot of talent. And Chris Berman's being phased out. And Chris Berman was ESPN. Do you remember the first couple years that ESPN was on? Um, they had a lot of, like, um, lager, conven- not conventions, but, like, maybe the Scottish loggers. And they would, like, climb trees and carry trees on their back and pull trucks with their teeth. Anyhow, big event coming up. Thursday, going to teach you all about retirement from 11 to 1, income in retirement, 11 to 1 at the Elks Lodge in Palo Alto, and then from 6.30 to 8.30, you're going to do wealth preservation retirement planning. One is the loneliest number. There is a small chance I made out to a girl in a car, and this was playing, and then guess what happens? Someone knocked on the window, and it was a police officer. And there's a good chance that was over 30 years ago, or 28 years ago. You can find out more at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't forget, big event coming up Thursday, the 18th in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. Find out at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.